Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. And we're back, and we're back, and we're back, and we're back. Good afternoon, Mr. Hayden Ralph. How are thou? Uh, all is good in the hood, my friend. How the devil are you? Fantastic. Yeah, I'm very well. Yeah, very well. Very well indeed. Summer's officially over. It's Brits like to talk about the weather, don't we? Although I don't think... <laughs> I saw something about it the other day, actually. It's just like a thing, isn't it? It's like a cultural thing. We talk about the weather. It was like a comedy sketch, and uh, he was like Australians... He was like, you'll never hear an Australian like talking about the weather or, or anything like that just because it's like, obviously, it's, it's sunny all the time. It's nice. But he was like, <laughs> what do you say that they'll always say? He was like, if it's like dead in conversation, some Australian might be like, day for it, eh? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Because they don't say like, oh, like horrible weather, isn't it out here? Yeah. That's like, day for it. Day for it, mate. Day for it. Um, so team, we have an exciting podcast for you this morning, which is prob this morning. It's afternoon. It's, it's actually this twenty two. It's actually afternoon. I'd also, I'd also like to like to yeah, make sure you pre-frame this because some people probably think like, who the hell cares about my morning routine? What has this got to do with fat loss? It doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm gonna scroll my phone on Facebook and I'm not gonna give a flying monkeys, but. What we're about to do is going to blow your mind and blow your results. Yeah, it's if you think about it, like it all starts from the first thing that you do in the morning, doesn't it? Well, I actually talk a, a little bit about this in a second, but you know, your morning essentially sets like the tone for the day. Like if you have a bad morning, you are far more likely to continue that trajectory through the rest of the day. You're more likely to make bad decisions. You're more likely to snap at people. You want to snap at your kids, your uh, spouse whatever it may be. So everyone, yeah, the, I would, I'd go as far to say like the first 15 minutes of your day is literally one of the most important parts of the whole day. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true as well. Like I, we were talking to our uh, academy clients about this on Monday, uh, on Tuesday. And we literally were saying like, how typical is it that something bad happens in the morning and it literally just puts you in a foul mood for the rest of the day and it's mm. not that it just affects your mood it affects your decisions around everything else because you then are just emotional and depending on your own individual handle on your emotions it can literally turn your whole day whenever it's like oh the day started off really bad and it just all went downhill from there and it's mm. like yeah of course it did because of whatever happened in the morning you allowed it to continue to drag through and if impact ultimately your actions and decisions that you made for the rest of the day. Yeah. So this is a slight side note. Uh, do you still have your cold showers? Are you still doing that? Yeah. Have you seen these? Uh, it's obviously becoming a massive thing. It's huge in America at the moment. They've, they've, there's companies like popping out left, right and center, but they're doing these like, uh, like uh, uh, ice tubs, like baths. And you can pay anywhere up to, I think Paul Mort said he, he paid like 12 grand for his. And it's like an outside like um, bath thing that uh, it's obviously getting like bigger and bigger and bigger. It's but I was lit. Yeah, I was. There's obviously got to be some science behind it, behind like an optimal range for um, doing that. Yeah, it's because, like meditation, isn't it? There is science behind the benefits of it. Yeah, but like, what, like, I mean, like in my head, I was like, why don't you just roll a, cum- a cold bath? Yeah, or like thing. Maybe it's because it's ice cold. I mean, what I've what I do at the moment is, so you do become accustomed to the cold. So like I would always, it depends. Like I have, usually I have two, I have, I have two showers a day. For those of you listening to it, you're like, what a waste of water. I have two showers a day. I have one as soon as I get up because I just like to like, even if I get up and go straight to the gym, I'll have a shower and then I'll have another shower when I get back. I just like to get up, start the day, having a shower because I feel fresh and ready to do whatever I need to do. So I do it on one of one of the showers. I don't do it on both. I'll do it usually on the first shower, typically. Um, and I'll either, if I'm in a rush, I'll literally just jump in cold shower, wash, get out. Or most of the time, I have a hot shower and then I finish off with like 30 seconds to a minute of cold. But what I've been doing is I've been hot and I just flip it to cold and it comes out. And don't get, don't get me wrong, it's freezing bloody cold. 
But because of it like gradually goes in, you almost get used to the cold. So what I've literally, it's really weird you say this, what I've literally done for this week, literally the past three days, is I will get out of the shower, turn it on cold, wait for it to go cold, and then just throw myself into it. It's mm. so much worse. It's so much worse. Like, it's almost like as it gets colder, you just get that two, maybe two seconds of it slowly getting colder. And then you're like, oh, just just stand under it. And, you know, I put it on the back of my head and I really try and like endorse myself into it. Um, but you step out of it, flick it on cold and then jump into it. It's like a, <gasps> and I have to work way harder to control my breathing can control the want to get out. Like, mm. it's just really interesting. The difference yeah, my- that, that makes. With uh, with my shower, it takes about like 15, 20 seconds for it even to like start remotely yeah. warming up. So it's almost like perfect. So I'll just stand under it, like turn it on. I I here's a little weird weird fact about me. I like <laughs> I, I, on a hangover, like I have to. It's the first thing. It's like a non-negotiable. Like it has to be like an ice cold shower on a hangover. It's like the first thing I have to do, and it really annoys me if I don't. It gets adrenaline flowing though, doesn't it? Like you don't feel very well and it does. It's spi- it, like it literally gives you that adrenaline boost. You're then saying like wide awake, you're alert. And when you're hungover, you're kind of like dragging your feet a little bit. And that's what, so when I went to Creamfields, obviously every day I was hungover for four days. And I remember being like, oh, I hope the showers are cold because that will just sort me out. And the first day got into showers and they were so hot and you couldn't change the bloody temperature. They were honestly, they were boiling. And I was like, Oh, this is awful. This is literally like awkward. So then I literally, after the shower, I had to like put cold water on my face uh, in the sink outside just to like give myself a little bit of a kind of like cold water embrace rather than every bloody time. And it, you're hot, like hot, mate. Like as in like, you're like, oh, oh, is that a little bit, like for some, I can imagine it's probably even too hot. Mm. There's, uh, oh God, we could go off on showers rage. It's like, when you go and look around or buying a house, like we're, the first thing we'll look at is a shower. We'll have to turn the shower on and be like, "What's pressure like?" But yeah, mate. If it's if it's awful pressure, like it's it's already like the priority of even renting this house or buying it is like right down there. Yeah. So like, it is. It, if I'm buying it, it would be like a case of, okay, like we need to see straight away if like we can get someone into to Change. to yeah to get the this power up otherwise I'm out uh, yeah. it could be like a two million pound house I'm like nah not having it nah found it. give it to you for free nah I don't want it um, <laughs> but it, so before we had so we've got a lovely bathroom now and it's all good power's great but for I'd probably say for the two three months before our shower packed in like that actual shower so this is so, this is how long this, the bathroom had been like this so it had a shower but it also had two taps with the little like shower, like old school Victorian shower head, mm-hmm. like still in it. So if you wanted to shower, you had to use that tiny little shower head. And when I say dribble, it legit dribbled out of it. It was so old, it probably never got used. And I was literally like, oh my God, I've literally reached the bottom of my, bottom of my <laughs> like, part of my life now. I'm just standing there in the nude, just with this dribble of water coming out of this thing. And I was like, for flip's sake. Um, and I think towards the end, I actually just showered at the gym. And then I had to shower at the gym anyway, when this was uh, getting done. But yeah, it was mad. mad. I can imagine you just... Go on. I was just saying, I can imagine you being outside, like when it's absolutely hammering it down. It's like, yes, getting this, like, getting oh the shampoo God. on. Honestly. And mate, speaking of showers, I went to... So I haven't used my hot... My hot tub's been on now. I re- redid it and turned it on. And I've only used it like twice since it's been on for probably the past like six weeks. And Rose is like, you might as well turn it off. And I was like, yeah, it's probably a good point. It's literally just paying money for nothing. And I was How like, much did it cost? Not. I don't know. It wasn't expensive. It's was like a lazy spa. As like. in, I mean, like the electricity per month. Is it any different? Someone said it will cost you about just over 200 quid. It's not cheap. But again, you're, so the electricity bill at the moment is the same because you basically get charged in relation to what they expect you to use until someone, the gas man comes around and checks the meters and then they're like, oh, oh, you've actually used a lot more than we estimated compared to your previous like usages and then they'll put it up. But uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I went, I was like, you know what? I was going to after my leg session early. I was like, I'll, I'll use it. I was like, it'll be good for my recovery and my legs just sit there, soothe them out a bit and literally open the thing. And bearing in mind, I probably only used it two weeks ago. If you don't put chlorine in it, the water goes green. I opened it up and it was like clean, 
but the water was just like green. And I was like, oh, and you know, when you're like in the mood for something, I was like, I was so in the mood for that. So I had to douse it with chlorine um, and leave the jets on. And then I'll go. Did you get it? No, not when it's correct. The water's green, mate. Not a chance in hell. And it's clean because I've only used it twice since I like, I, I, I emptied it. I took out all the pipes, filters, cleaned it, mate, head to toe. I was literally scrubbing it on my hands and knees, getting right in there to clean it. And I've only used it twice. So it's clean, but the water just went murky where I haven't kept the chlorine levels up. So you have to like dose it now. Then I've got to test it uh, and then get the levels to make sure it's all good. But it will go, the, once it's filtered through, it'll, it'll be, be fine. Yeah, like the water, the water will be clear by later tonight, tomorrow morning. Oh, sweet. Uh, anyway, so slight, slight, yeah, <laughs> slight 10 minute on tangent there. Let's talk um, about morning routines. Yeah, so we kind of alluded to why it's really, really important. Like, it really does set the tone for, like, how the day is going to go. And we'll get into this uh, more uh, throughout the podcast. But we've got a little seven-step formula here that um, we think can really help you um, give you the best possible start to the morning. And then, again, you've got to think about, like, how that's going to improve your decisions, how much more likely you you are to then, um, if you have a, a morning routine, so think about it. Think about all of those times where you've snoozed your alarms and stuff like that. And by you snoozing the alarm, it's just kept setting back like the time of you getting up. And then all the things you actually had scheduled, like potentially going to the gym, doing your steps, like these kind of things, you've now rushed. And now because you're in that rush state, it's more likely uh, to make you uh, make panic decisions throughout the rest of the day. And again, uh, it really does set the tone. So we've kind of brought up a seven step formula to help perfect your morning as much as possible and um, give you the best possible start that you can have to a day. So um, we kind of started talking about this and we were saying your, mo- your, mooning, your morning routine literally starts the night before. So what we mean by that is actually having a bit of uh, planning and preparation of knowing the things that you need to do the next day. So again, it's not a case of just getting up in the morning, like snoozing the alarm because you don't because you think you have a little bit more time. It's actually a case of like the morning, the, the night before, you're creating a list of three to five things that you know that you need to do that are going to move you in the right direction to start the day off. And by planning that the night before, it literally makes your whole process so much easier. It's like pre-planning your calories in my fitness pal, because it's just a case of then getting up and eating what is in your my fitness pal. You don't have to play it up this calorie or um, uh, macro tetris or anything like that it's the same with the uh, morning routine like think of the three to five things uh, that are going to move you forward in your day plan it the night before for you to then get up and smash the morning out straight away was there anything yeah. you wanted to uh... yeah no sorry mate there was like a whole babble of kids coming back from school absolute chaos at this time um yeah and this is it because not only does it that it one helps you wind down one of the things you want to do before bed is wind down if you know that you've planned everything out for the for the next day you've ultimately then helped yourself wind down one of the reasons that we stay awake before bed and our because our brains and the cogs are still going you know we're like oh don't forget i've got to email john in the morning i'll do this before work i don't forget little Tommy's got his science fair in three weeks time. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if you can get these things down, get these things out of your head and prepare for the following day and know, you know, okay, what have I got to do tomorrow? What do I need to remember? What this, then that it's going to one, make sure that the next day is going to be more productive because you've set out a plan of action. And two, it then actually helps you ultimately wind down and have a better night's sleep because you've allowed yourself to, I always call it brain dumping. You've brain dumped all the information that you need to get out of your head. And therefore you're going to head with a clear conscience, clear mind, and you're therefore then going to sleep better, which ultimately sleep better. We're going to have better hunger levels the next day. Indirectly helps with your weight loss. All of yeah. this does. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't even have to necessarily just be fitness as well. Like it can be like through across your whole life. It's only going to benefit further. So if you're even anyone like me, where you know that like pretty much every day you've got a, a ton of tasks to be getting on with. And if maybe you've got a big project, you've got something that's happening um, and it's giving you a lot of like anxiety and stuff the night before, it's giving you a lot of stress. It's just that brain dumping of being like, okay, like I can do this. Like for some people, and even like, like this was a, a prime example of myself, like because I'm, uh, I'm completely neurotic when it comes to like uh, training in the gym and stuff like that. Like, I feel like, I think it's probably through um, my upbringing and stuff like that. But I feel like if I miss a gym session, like 
I'm literally gaining weight minute by minute. And I know it's not the case. Like I'm a nutritionist. I know it's not the case, but that's still how I feel. Like I can't get around feeling like that. So if I can manage that as, as best as possible, it's only going to, it's only going to help me um, that much further. So say it, today? I did. Oh, I was going to say your face doesn't look too full today. The last, <laughs> the last time I didn't uh, go to the gym like midweek was when I, after I had the jab, the second jab that just killed me. Yeah, see, so you're the one. Yeah, see, I, I was literally fearful for my jab yesterday because of when how <laughs> when you got a text in the morning being like, "I am not well. I've been up. I've been sick. I've got shivers. I'm going back to bed." And I was like, "Oh wow!" And even the nurse was like, "You had this jab like five months ago." I was like, "Yeah, the first one was a little while ago. I've been putting off the second. One. I'm a little bit worried about it." <laughs> you you know, like there's I, I guess it's typically called the man flu, isn't it? But that's one of those times where in your life you're like, I don't think I'm, I think I'm never going to get over this. I think I'm ill for the rest of my life now. And that's all you get in them uh, amongst the chaos. You're like, that is literally my life. Like, this is it. It was like when I had gastroenteritis, I was like, I, I actually oh. think that I might die. Like that is. Yeah. And I think it, it, it also depends on like, like I've had flu twice. So when people, people, when people come into the gym and they're like, yeah, I got flu. I was like, no, I'm like, she's like, no, you haven't. Like I've had flu twice and I was in bed for a week. Didn't have energy to get up. My whole body was aching. I couldn't go upstairs without being out of breath. Like it absolutely crucifies you. People mm. are like, yeah, I've got flu, but I'm just pushing through it. I'm like, you haven't got flu. You've got That's that man flu. Like you've got a cold, like, come on now. And this is it. It's like, you then forget about like what it, what it feels like to be normal. And I think sometimes we, we, we allow like a little cold and a little sniffles. I know I've done it and you might've done it as well. Sometimes I like, you allow it to overcome you. You're like, Oh, I'm dying. That's it. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm dead to the world. Like, take, take me, take me now. Take me. I'm out. And you know that like, actually, and then you get like, like one of my friends, Ben, like he, even if he's like really, really, really ill, he just carries on with life. Like he will never take, I think he's had like two days off and passed like 11 years from work. He will never ever call in sick. And he just like gets on with it. And literally every time I'm like, yeah, I'm just not feeling great, man. I'm probably not going to make it. He's like, you're such a baby. And I'm always like, <laughs> yeah, I've just let, I've just completely just like thrown my hands up. Like I'm out, take me, I'm done. That's it, I'm ill. I'm officially oh, yeah. retired. Yeah. Um. But where I was originally going that was basically like, so say, for example, you've got like a big project on or something at work that you know is going to uh, require a lot of your time and you're really, really stressed about it. But you're also stressed about because you might like you're thinking, right, how am I going to get my training in? How am I going to do my steps? Like, How am I going to do all these things? Like anyone who's been on a fitness journey can relate to this because, you know, the things that you need to be doing to, to keep you successful. But life also happens. And it's like the combination of both trying to manage your health and fitness and manage your uh, your either social or work life is can be a tough thing. And by you just being able to actually take five the night before and say, right, I need to be at work at nine o'clock. If I want to then get my gym session in, I need to be up at this time, which means my alarm needs to be up at this time or it needs to go off at this time. And you can reverse engineer everything all the way back to when you need to get up to leave the house. And then it's a case of when you uh, put your alarm on because you've planned all this, you won't, you know, you don't have physically have time to lie in bed and snooze it. You're like, right. I'm going to get on to the next thing. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And that's where you feel like a success. Whereas if you don't plan this and you have all of the stress and anxiety, well, number one, you're going to go and have uh, a terrible night's sleep. You're probably going to dream about the worst case scenario about these things that are coming up. Then you're going to be like, feel super rushed when you get up in the morning because you, you haven't even planned any of it. And then it's just setting the tone for the rest of your day. So by you planning just for five minutes the night before, doing a bit of brain dumping on a piece of paper, planning out what the next day needs to look like can literally be the difference between you having a successful day the next day or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the second one that we uh, had was along those same uh, lines. Is like, don't lose credibility of yourself. Like, don't be a person that snoozes your alarm like a thousand times. Because again, like the biggest reason that I say this is because you are just like, you've got to think how it translates in the rest of your life. Like if you're someone that typically puts things off or snoozes things, then you're more likely to do that in other areas of your life as well. And by only putting things off, like snoozing every like couple of minutes and it, it goes on for like a 15 minute stretch, then again, it creates a stressful environment for yourself when you then get up because 
you've only then, yeah, you've got less time to get on and go and do your things that again is only going to um, exacerbate that feeling of feeling stressed. Rushed. Rushed. Mm. And you're then more likely again to make um, decisions that don't align with your goals and where you're looking to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we briefly mentioned this as well, didn't we? Like it also is like improves your discipline, like the, to have the discipline in the self or the self-discipline um, to actually like when your alarm goes off, get up. It's a big thing. Most people do snooze it. The thing is, is like in life, those are successful. I'd argue have good levels of self-discipline because every single person is unmotivated at some point. The thing that kind of pushes you through that lack of motivation is action. Well, if you have a good level of self-discipline, you will literally take action even if you don't want to because you're like, no, I'm disciplined. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm all in on this. So by not snoozing your alarm, you're practicing self-discipline. Self-discipline can be learned and earned. You know, you can earn yeah. more self-discipline. You can earn the ability to have high levels of self-discipline by practicing it. So doing something like always getting up the moment your alarm goes off, even if the beds are warm, you know, it's cold outside, it's dark, windy, you don't want to get up. Just getting up is instantly a tick in the box for one, improving your self-discipline, but also two, not only that, it's just starting your day well. Like you've literally started your day from the moment you've opened your eyes with a successful action, a successful action of not snoozing your alarm, getting up and starting to do something productive towards the person that you want to be. You know, all of us want to grow into this person and grow as we go through life. We don't want to be stagnant and keeping promises to yourself is such a good thing. Just like when you start your day off on a bad foot, you can tell if you start your day off on a good foot, you can also tell you're then likely to make better decisions and actions and have a better day. If you start the moment that that alarm goes off, you get up, bang, first box ticked in your day for you being successful and having a positive day. Yeah. And they can be like, I know what most people are probably thinking as well, because I've, again, I've been there myself. It's like there's external things that will go on that will, you could have all of the best intentions in the world, but when that alarm goes off, like it being cold, um, you know, maybe you just being tired. Like there's loads and loads of things that are going to want you to um, stay in bed and like snooze that alarm. But you've got to identify that about yourself. Like if you know you are typically the person that does do that and you do snooze, even though you have every intention in the world of getting up first in the morning, like you want to make it harder for yourself to have to snooze that alarm. And like one way that you could do this is by setting your alarm on your phone and putting it over on the other side of the room, like charging it on the other side of the room. So just before you go to bed, you put that alarm on, make it the most aggressive, annoying alarm that you can think of. And then when it goes on, you physically have to get up, get out of your bed, turn it off to then get back in bed. I, I don't know, don't quote me on it. I don't know the exact uh, scientific research behind it or the study that was conducted, but there's, certain, there's something to do with like a certain amount of time, like a reaction time that you have of like, once you wake up, to then making uh, a decision and it basically dictating what you then do. If you get, a, say you've got this aggressive alarm, it's really, really annoying and you get up and get out of bed, like you're looking at a, like a good five to ten, 10 second like transition here of you getting out of bed to get, um, to though turn the phone off and then get back in bed. Like you've been awake enough at that point to make a conscious decision to get back into bed. So if you are now stacking everything that we've spoken about before already of planning your day, so planning your day, like getting out of bed to then turning off your alarm. If you've planned your day, you, that's long enough for you to be like, I'm making that conscious decision to do the tasks that I have set myself, no matter how much I want to get back into bed. Because let's not beat around the bush. Like, I think everyone, like once that alarm goes off, like I think everyone out of choice, like and if it didn't matter, would want to just stay in bed. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we've got things that we need to do. We've got... Uh, We've got lives to change. So you can, uh, you know, you can make it harder for yourself by doing those things. Um, the third thing was, and this is a biggie, like, and again, this can set massively the tone for how your day will go, is we live in a world now where our alarms are typically our phones, right? So we typically set our alarms from our phones and we are now in a world of like, so many social media platforms yeah. and I bet so many of you listening to this and and are probably going to be like yeah that's me because I have done I I, I sometimes even now fall into trap of doing this and it, I have to make a conscious effort not to do it but you turn that phone off and now you've got the phone in front of you the first thing you then do is go on social media and you start scrolling 
there's two main things that I see going, well, there's actually three. There's three main things that I see going on here. First of all is um, the actual social media element of being like, okay, getting stuck in a social media stroll, a scroll, and you can easily see something that can annoy you. And then again, if it's only putting you in a, a, a position of where you're, mean, you're now feeling even more frustrated um, or whatever it is, again, it's just going to make you um, make decisions based upon what your emotions and your feelings are around that time. So we know that our um, emotions like pretty much govern our actions. So if we see something that's super emotional to us on social media first thing in the morning straight away, are we then more likely to pick an emotional type of breakfast where we're going to be pulling for something that's going to be like very um, like highly palatable, easy to overconsume, like a high, um, highly uh, processed food over something that we know that might actually um, give us a better deal, basically? Yeah, and, and that's, that's it. It's like you should ideally like put your phone down and have nothing to do with it at least half hour to an hour before bed and and upon wakening because it's like anything that you read any email that you get from work or message you get from someone is it really you know I know people get a little bit angst and people are like oh yeah but what happens if it's an emergency and it's like well if it's an emergency they'll probably call you so any text message or anything like that if it's an emergency people will call you ultimately as well what you've got to think about it is you're like oh yeah but that's like a, that's an half an hour before I go to bed well just imagine if you went to, you went to sleep half an hour earlier it's no different. You wouldn't get it till the morning. And when you wake up in the morning, there's nothing there that will need your attention and will matter if you don't answer it for half an hour later. And mm-hmm. if you say you do, it's not true. Because it's like, one, it's going to be like half nine, 10 o'clock at night whenever you go to bed. And then two in the morning, it's like, it's going to be, you know, you get up at six, between six and half six. It's like, there's nothing that you need to solve on your phone. And it's like, if you can remove that, you're also removing the stress. You're not going to bed in a stress stress state, which is not what you need. You know, you need to be relaxed and allow everything to settle down. And ultimately then you're not wake, you know, you wake up in a high state of cortisol because you you just wake up like hormonally stressed. You don't want to add to that by then adding something uh, something else with stress to then raise it even more. So it's like, put your phone down. Don't have your phone with you last half hour and the first half hour. Give yourself a break because there's nothing that's going to go on. The world is not going to go out going to end by you not looking at your phone for the first half an hour upon wagoning. Yeah. And then also like, you've got to think with that as well is like, say um, you see something again, that maybe triggers you, it annoys you and you, your instant reaction then is to snap back at that. So let's just use an example of like a, a Facebook message that you've got from a friend and they've accused you of something and you've just woken up. You've seen that you're in a highly stressed state. You are more likely to snap back and react in a way that doesn't even isn't true truly you or doesn't align with who you want to become rather than like Ryan was saying is going through like a morning formula going through a morning routine like feeling at um a a calm place then seeing that message at maybe like nine o'clock and being like okay that's annoying me but I'm going to see the logical side of this and deal with this better I would just argue that you're so much more likely to deal with that message or whatever it is in a um in a more mature way 100% yeah 100% you're just not setting yourself up for failure basically you're allowing yourself to have a much better like reaction to it yeah the second thing as well like on the um like going on your phone um point is again it goes back to the delaying the process of you getting up so i think every single person here listening can like admit that they've been on either like a a a tiktok hole a youtube hole and you're just then watching video after video after video and you can get lost in it until you're like oh my god i'm I'm 15 minutes later than i should have been and again you're straight back to that rush state of being trying to get everything done like even if you're probably like i don't go on youtube or or tiktok in the morning There's a lot of like, if you go on Instagram and stuff, like probably Instagram, Facebook, the most popular networks, they're sharing videos from YouTube and stuff like that. It sparks your interest. You're going to click on it. You're going to click on it. It's going to take you to YouTube. And then all of a sudden you're on YouTube. Like it's easily done. And the third and final thing was actually just like the extensive light exposure, like first thing in the morning to like blue light straight away. Um, Again, it's going to put... 
yeah, you, you're going to want natural light, not this blue light, and you're going to it's, it's only going to put you in a more stressed state. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the fourth one was uh, hydrating. Hydrating first thing in the morning. Um, you've got to understand your body goes through a dehydrated um, period because obviously you're not taking any liquid throughout the whole night. And that's why you will wake up uh, lighter. Uh, you're probably going to say, well, not every single night that I, every single morning I wake up lighter, but you do. Like if you were to weigh yourself every night just before you go to bed and then weigh yourself in the morning, I'm not saying do this by the way, but if you were to do that, you would always wake up lighter because you're going into, yeah, you're going to be in a, in a, a more dehydrated state. So because of that, you're going to want to hydrate in the morning. Now, we know that hydration is key as well, not just for, um, well, for, for everything. It's like performance-based, so you're actually performing better at work. It's like cognitive function, you're making better decisions. Like being in a hydrated state is so, so important. There's so much scientific literature on the um, effects of hydration and performance. And it's like, it's actually really, really scary. I remember going through it on the course and being like, the percentage, like it was, I can't remember the exact number. You, you probably quote me better, but it was, it was up in like the fifties to sixty percent decrease in performance when you're in a dehydrated state. It was shocking. Like it was a huge, huge number. Um, yeah, and uh, I mean, it goes to that definitely, doesn't it? It's literally like your digestive system. Like everything needs water. You are coming from a place of not having water. Everyone knows when they go to the toilet in the morning, your pee is green. Um, Hydrate. It's so simple. Hydrate, move about, and get some sunlight. Yeah. The and you can even uh, add a bonus if if you're a super dehydrated person, um, or you know you just don't drink enough, is get some electrolytes. Put some like electrolytes in a, and it actually might make it like the water taste a bit nicer if you're not that keen on water. Yeah. Yeah, I used to do it for a bit. When it wasn't actually being that good with water, get some electrolytes in. This. <laughs> This next one is slightly, uh, it's not controversial. It's, it's definitely uh, my own opinion rather than anything else. And I know some people will probably disagree with me, but I think moving first thing in the morning is so, so important. And when I say moving, I don't mean like you need to go to the gym. Like I'm obviously a massive advocate of going to the gym first thing in the morning, just getting the workout done and then being able to crack on with whatever's going on in your day. But it doesn't necessarily mean that. Like when I say move, it could literally be doing meditation of some sort. It could be stretching. It could be doing some um, yoga. It could be going on a walk. Like I just think the power of moving first thing in the morning is is huge. Like again, it's only going to help with your like cognitive function. You're much much more likely to uh, think better, make better decisions because of that. Um, and in particular, like. I got into this massively throughout lockdown is where I really, really found the love for it Um, was, was walking. Obviously we were, it was almost like um, we were confined to like only be able to do it like once a day and stuff like that. So obviously you saw it like a lot more magical, Mm -hmm. Um, but getting up and going on a walk first thing in the morning, like for me was nothing about trying to burn calories or anything like that it turned into something that was like, it was something that was super powerful for the start of my day. Like I would go on the walk and I would get a lot of clarity. I'd listen to a podcast. I would, I would think so much better. I'd be able to then go on the walk and actually like really mapping out things that I was going to do on that day. Um, it just helped across the board. And I started sharing this inside the community and everyone was like, Oh my God, like absolute game change. So I, I can't even tell you the amount of women that have come into the academy and have started going on walks first thing in the morning. And I guarantee you, if I said to them, what's one habit that you've kept up since the academy, they would tell you it's getting up in the morning and going on their walk. Like yeah. every, like I literally even got a message not that long ago from um, an ex-client just saying, I, I, still, I still do, still do all the walking. Like it's like the most important, important thing for me in the day. Um, so I think it doesn't have to be walking, but just getting up, moving, doing some form of movement. And again, I, I can't quote it because I don't have it on me, 
but there will be some literature behind doing some sort of exercise or movement to help yeah. with brain function and moving. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and there's probably an argument about doing it earlier in the day due to being stressed before you go to bed. You know, some people literally do it, come home, have dinner, go to bed. And I'm like, well, your, body's, your body's stressed from the workout, high levels of adrenaline. You've also just now need, you've also just got a ton of food in you. It's like you're not setting yourself up for a great sleep. First thing in the morning is great because you've had slept, you're well rested. As long as you hydrate, get a good meal in you, you're kind of primed, ready to go. You're not exhausted, you're fresh. Um, it's probably, a, you know, I think it's a great way to do it. It sets yourself up for the day. You release some endorphins, you feel good. You come home and you're much more, you know, in a better mindset to crush your work. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so this sixth one is for those that eat breakfast. If you don't eat breakfast, then obviously just keep doing your thing. But um, I think having... Depending on what your breakfast in again can kind of set the tone on what your um, what maybe your cravings will do for the rest of the day, or you know how you will think about eating for the rest of the day. So I've put here like you want to have like if you do have breakfast, and again this isn't me telling you have to have breakfast. But if you do have a nutrient dense breakfast, have something that is going to make you feel super satiated. Again, something that's going to set the tone for the day. In my personal opinion, if you're going to be going for something like highly refined, like some highly refined like chocolate cereal or something like that, there's a place for this for some people. And I've put that as a side note, like there's a place for this for some people. Like if you're into your training, there's a place for that. But for the majority of people and for the majority of our listeners that aren't like maybe uh, in the performance training side of things, having a nutrient-dense breakfast is so important because if you're setting yourself up with like, let's just say some... Um, chocolate clusters or something like that like some sort of cereal so blatantly got them at home haven't you? i actually don't like oh you're looking over and you said it i was like he's got them but i was looking over and i was like okay so there's oats uh, i can't really use that example there's oats um, and there's more oats yeah so like something like that that again is like is it satiating well not really is it providing with a lot of nutrients? Most cereals do, uh, like fortified cereals, are going to have like, a lot of nutrients in them, but it's not going to it's not going to make you feel completely satiated, and you are more likely to then have higher hunger, like earlier in the morning. Again, like you you know, if you're constantly trying to fight cravings, there's only so long you could fight it for before you end up then giving in, going on this big binging eating cycle. Um, so yeah, having a nutrient dense, dense breakfast in the morning, I think, is really really important if you do have breakfast. Yeah, man. Yeah, 100%. Um, and the seventh one and the final one is actually having like a bit of you time, no matter where this is in the morning um, process. Now, we'll recap it in a second in terms of how this might actually look for a day. I'll give my example. Ryan can give his example, uh, throwing him under the bus a little bit here. But like having a bit of you time first in the morning, um, whether that's five minutes, whether that's 10 minutes, whether that's 50 minutes, whatever it is for you, a way that you can, um, it's going to help you prime yourself in the best way that you know you can for the day. And like an example of this might be like, say I go through my whole morning routine of everything that I do. And then just 10 minutes at the end, I um, read some affirmations, affirmations about the person that I want to become or anything like that. Something that again is going to make me a better person and is make me to is more likely to make me to make me make better decisions. So yeah, Jesus. So like if I read um, an affirmation that is somewhere along the lines of like um, Hayden is the type of person that doesn't react to uh, negative feedback, negative comments. He acts in a calm and emotionless. That's I don't know if that's the right word to say it. Way where he um, he is stable way maybe. Yeah, in an emotionally stable way um, and in a mature way. And then something comes into my day because I've read that and I know I've read that affirmation. It's, it's ingrained into my brain and something pops up like my dick face boss says something about like whatever, whatever it is that is going to really try and um, knock me down. I could easily act in a way of being like, listen there and then go off on one. Or I could be like scary, angry voice. Yeah, listen Listen here. I mean, it usually ends with a couple other words. (laughs) Listen here. (laughs) Listen here. Um, 
And then now you're actually, you're like, do you know what? He's probably having a bad day. Do you know what? His, his partner is probably having a go at him. Hence why he's bringing it on to me. I'm not going to let that affect me. No worries, John, you big old dick. There's nothing. <laughs> oh, God. You, you, see, you see where I'm going with this. Like just having, a, having something for yourself, like whether it be 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, that can put you in a better state for the day, make you make better decisions, um, is, is, is crucial. Is, is a bit of you time. And um, just something that's going to move you forward in a positive manner but yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. And we don't give ourselves it. We're rushing around in life doing 57 different things. We're stressed. We wonder why cortisol's through the roof. Sleep is absolutely horrendous. We're not recovering from our workout. Our cognitive function's crap. Our decision-making is awful. We're shouting at our kids. We're reacting emotionally to everything. And it's like, at what point? Like, I reckon most, if not all of my clients, one of the things that I make them do is I'm like, I want you to give some, it's such a common thing for a woman to be rushing around in life. Men probably do it as well, but women, because of the way that you are and you're caring, you always put people first, I'd argue more than guys do, and you put everyone else's needs above your own. You never give yourselves time for you. And it's so important because if you just give every part of you to everyone else, there's nothing left for you. And ultimately then, like you can't be the best version of you if you have nothing left of you because you've given it all away. You need to take time for yourself to, you know, to recharge your batteries, not only physically with sleep, but also kind of mentally, you know, allow yourself to mentally rest and digest. Mm. And it's not about like wrapping it up. It's not about being perfect. It's not about having this perfect morning routine that every single day you need to know. Um, it's, it's just about having like a routine. Yeah. And that's the most crucial part is having the routine that is only going to set you up for, for success. Now, just to give you an example and kind of a recap of like how this actually might look like. So to recap what we covered today, like number one, um, your morning, like your morning routine starts the night before. Don't snooze your alarms. Number two, three, don't go on social media first thing. Four, stay hydrated. Five, do some kind of movement. Six, have a nutrient-dense breakfast if you have breakfast. And then seven, have a bit of you time to set yourself up for success. Now, how this might look like for me is like the night before, I will plan like the biggest tasks that need to be done. And I will do it in like business, um, personal relationships, whatever it may be. And set yourself up for what that might look like and what the day is then going to look like. I typically, what I will do is I actually, anything that's business orientated, I plan the, at the end of my day, the previous day. So I will plan what needs to then get done the next day and kind of, I phase it like that. So I've already ticked that box before I go to bed. Um, so I know what I need to get up and do, but then creating a structure for you to actually um, have the perfect morning. And you, when you create your morning formula, like know yourself, know yourself better than anyone else. Like if you know you work in an environment at work where it's such a negative, toxic place, you probably want to surround yourself with positivity first thing in the morning, like creating these affirmations, listening to a podcast like um, that's mo maybe motivational or inspirational for you, that is only going to then put you in that toxic environment. But again, your, your mindset and your attitude changes towards it. Um, so like a, a morning formula could literally be as simple as like getting up straight away. Um, first time when the alarm, putting the alarm on the other side of the room, going in, getting, uh, having your shower straight in, straight away, just, um, putting yourself into again, a, there's a, I don't want to get into the science of it too much, but like, again, there is some science behind like, having a cold shower in the morning again with cognitive function and stuff like that. For me personally, like it's all about how can I like make better decisions throughout the day. So it's all about getting that cognitive function moving and like feeling positive. So for me, a non-negotiable is um, exercising, doing some sort of movement. Um, I actually combine the both going on a walk and then going to the gym. So I've killed two birds with one stone. Secondly, when I get back, when I then, again, it's always on and off if I'm having breakfast or not. But if I have, have my breakfast, I spend that next 10 minutes, whether I'm having my breakfast or not, doing something for me. 
whether that be reading, whether that be planning something out, whether like whatever, listening to a podcast, I always have that set time there just before I start work because I want to make sure again, I'm fully, fully primed in the morning for then when I get straight into the work. But I know what time I will be at the desk. I will open the laptop and I'll get um, all of that done. So I can just reverse engineer that whole process of what I need to do. Um, you can go down the route of doing, um, uh, we'll keep it for another podcast. We'll keep it for another podcast, which is, I was going to talk about like the actual, like a morning formula and creating a morning formula where it's like, okay, I, I, I literally I get up, uh, I do these affirmations. I then, um, do all of these other things, but like, yeah. this is another podcast. Another mine's podcast. That, mine is literally, but it will change. Like mine used to be go for Yeah. Cause of lockdown, I used to literally get up at five, used to go for a walk, come back, coffee, read a book, journal, do some nutrition stuff, shower, eat breakfast. Whereas now it's literally get up, weigh myself, go for a shower, eat some breakfast, hydrate, take my supplements, come up here, read my book, journal, and then I write my to-do list for the day. Like that's literally, and then literally once I've written it, I do some of my easier tasks before I go to the gym or I'll watch a nutritionist lecture. Like they're like the two things. I either do some simple tasks because I don't, I don't want to go at like, you know, like seven in the morning. I don't want to start some of my highly stressed tasks before I go to the gym because I'm like, there's no need. Like I'm just about to go train. I'd rather do mm. something that's enjoyable. It might be making a social media. It might be just writing an email, it might be, you know, maybe I'll do a couple of check-ins, whatever it might be, something that's like a low level energy task, because I know I've got that. And then when I get back from the gym, that's when it's like, right, cool. That's when I tackle my bigger tasks earlier on in the day. So that like now, because like now, like I'm a little bit less energy filled. It's four o'clock in the afternoon. I've worked out, I've been doing work all day. So like now I'm, before we were doing this podcast, I'm doing a podcast and I was just writing some basic emails, which was a simple low-level task. It's not stressful. It's not like massively overwhelming. Um, and this is where that's also kind of set up your day to support you as well, rather than doing like really yeah. tough tasks first thing as soon as you're awake. Because you're literally like, I'm not even awake yet. Like allow your body to kind of get used to stuff. Yeah, it's you just got to think about it like, because Ryan said right at the beginning, which, which was so, so true. Like you probably heard like the Taj one, you're thinking morning and you're like, oh, I've got kids. I don't have time to do anything like that. But like, I promise you with every single, like we talk about these things inside the uh, academy when, when clients um, on board and it's game changing stuff. It's like, it's just, none of them directly will affect, affect your fat loss, but indirectly it will. Like yeah. it will. forgets that, don't they? Yeah, Isn't massively. It? We're always looking for these, these, the best formula, the best. Yeah, these these direct calories. Things that like, what is it? Yeah, but is better sleep going to actually burn more body fat? And you're like, no. And then someone's like, well, I don't care then. And it's like, that's your first issue. You're yeah. looking for things that just directly do it. Whereas actually, indirectly, they're actually going to have quite a big impact and could be the potential cause as to why you can't adhere. Like adherence is the biggest thing. If your sleep's not good, your hunger's up, you crave, you then go for this like restrict binge because your cravings and your hunger's so high, you can't adhere to your diet, then actually your issue is yes, an overconsumption of calories because you're consuming too many. But ultimately, actually, if you work your way down the ladder of importance, it's actually sleep. Your bottom problem is sleep, which is then have an impact on your hunger, your cravings, your adherence, and ultimately then your weight loss results. And people just look for this surface level like, Oh, it's just because my cravings are too much and it's just too hard to stick to. And it's like, well, why is it too hard to stick to? And actually when you kind of like peel off the layers, a bit like an onion, you can then actually peel it back and be like, oh, actually the, mid the middle of that onion is to sleep. If I improve the sleep, my hunger's going to improve the next day. My adherence is going to improve. My results are going to improve. And it all come down to sleep. Whereas too many times people are like, nah, just, just look at the food or just look at the exercise. And it's like, there's so many other things around the calorie deficit that impacts it. Yeah. So it's just like um, when <laughs> I did a, in Reading, I did a talk about menopause to this uh, like corporate company. And uh, I started off like the, the talk basically saying about, you know, the things that I'm going to talk about today aren't, um, are, are going to, or have the power to literally change the way you think and change, um, change your progress and 
I went through the whole lecture pretty much being like, first of all, like menopause is a very, very normal thing that happens. And these, these are the things that happen when you go through the menopause. Now, going through the menopause in itself, like doesn't stop you losing body fat. It's the indirect things that happen. Like, again, you have hot flushes, your sleep is then affected because your sleep is affected, your hunger is infected because you are uh, like, you, you get downregulated in, in your hormones. It makes you essentially want to move less. You feel more lethargic. You then don't move as much. In turn, you then don't burn as many calories. And this is why as a combo, like it's, it's actually affecting your fat loss progress. And I went through this whole thing and broke it all down. I'm not even joking. Most of the questions that were then asked at the end when it got to the Q&A was like, so what supplement should I take to help me burn body fat? And I'm like, have you not literally just listened to everything that I've said? And like everything, every single question was like, how can I, like, what thing can I take that's going to enhance my fat loss? And I'm like, sleep, literally think of ways to improve your sleep. And like, all of them are like, oh no, like it seems hard work that. For fat loss supplements are a lot like Bitcoin. You're spending money on something that doesn't physically exist. Yeah. Bitcoin, you know, exists online, but fat loss supplements do not exist. It's mad. It's mad. Um, but team, like, yeah, you've just, you've just got to think like, do you think you're going to be more or less successful having a morning routine um, that is something that you can stick to every single day that is going to make you think better and perform better? And if you're saying it's going to make you less successful, then you've got an issue. <laughs> <laughs> you've got an issue. I think we're ended there. That was a great ending. <laughs> you've got tough, issues. But a tough laugh. But a tough laugh at the end. Sweet. Well, good, um, it's, it's a good way to wrap it up. Just understand that, like, you know, you probably read the title and you're like, really, what the hell? And, and there's so many parts to weight loss. There's so many things that can help improve your adherence and ultimately your success outside of just focusing on the food because at the end of the day everyone knows what a more you know I don't like using this but what is a healthy food you know what's a nutritionally dense food and what's a food that doesn't contain that much dense nutrition in it it's not rocket science the issue that we have is the energy density we don't understand how many calories are and stuff but it's also nowadays the issue is the lifestyles like we're sedentary we don't sleep we're stressed through the eyeballs and we're just looking for the things that save us as much time as possible and ultimately that's what is holding you back from reaching your goals. Yeah, yeah. All right, team. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap this party up and hope you have an amazing week. And we'll see you next week. All right, team. Take it easy and see you in a bit. Ciao, ciao.